You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 7th, 2021. My name is Phil Frost, I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Hope you all had a happy Labor Day. You can follow me on Twitter at philrr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, a rare Jonathan Isaac update. Maybe not the news we want to hear, but also kind of the news we expect to hear until the Magic get going and give the all clear. We'll break down a little bit about what Jonathan Isaac told the Orlando Sentinel, what that means for where he's at with his uh, rehab and recovery from the 20 CL, and what that means for the upcoming season, plus a look at what his role very well might be or what some of the expectations are. It's going to be a weird year for Jonathan Isaac. Let's just put it that way. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast, you're covering the land of magically excruciating detail. This podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care that you can only find from a local expert who knows your team best. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, there's a Locked On Podcast for you. So get ready for Thursday's big matchup with the Dallas Cowboys by checking out Locked On Bucks, one of our sister podcasts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So, you know, we're, 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 we're past Labor Day now. And like I said, in the typical NBA calendar, um, Labor Day is a pretty big day. Um, it is usually the day that marks the beginning of the turn toward home. Um, I know there's the, the, the tweet out a, a little bit a little while, a few days ago that we're officially halfway through the NBA offseason. It is a shorter offseason this year, and so perhaps the calendar changes a little bit, but Labor Day is the day that we typically start to say, okay, the, 20, the, real, the season's really about to begin, and you'll start to see teams come together uh, more formally. You'll start to see players return to their home markets uh, and start to really get ready for the season and start working out together. I saw a report that the Charlotte Hornets are together in Miami. Um, the Magic obviously had a big group workout in Charleston uh, a few weeks ago now. Um, but, you know, Steve Clifford was was really big on having these mini camps uh, in September uh, to kind of give players kind of a jump start on what to expect for training camp. And, and you know, I don't know if that's how Jamal Mosley will operate, but um, typically you'll, you'll see players kind of return home. Uh, for lack of a better term, for lack of a better phrasing for it. Um, and so Labor Day is really when the season becomes real. Um, we'll start doing player profiles and player outlooks coming up here in the coming weeks. Uh, training camp is set to open September 28th, I believe. Uh, media Day would be September 27th. Uh, we're close. Three weeks away from really the start of the grind once again and the start of daily Magic content. But there's still so many questions about the Orlando Magic. Um, you know, not just because this is such an incredibly young team with really no, no, with really no, uh, uh, I guess, guidance or no history to tell us how they're going to perform. We are expecting that there will be some struggles this year. That's, that, that we're not hiding from that. We're not, you know, pretending that that's not the case. But. This is a this, this is a team. This is a group that still has a lot of questions, and and really, a lot of those questions have to do with how players recover from injury, as much as anything else. 
Um, you know, I have penciled in two starters who are coming off of torn ACLs, and we're not sure when either are going to be back. The wide and large assumption is that Jonathan Isaac would be ready to go for training camp. He tore his ACL in August of 2020, had surgery, I believe it was August 6th, 2020. Typically, ACL repairs, and, and his injury was, was a little bit more severe than a typical ACL, ACL tear. He also tore his meniscus. Um, typically, those, those take about a year to get, to get back on the court at most. It's kind of a 9 to 12-month recovery. And so, it was widely expected that Jonathan Isaac will be ready to go for training camp and will be a full participant, be ready to start um, as well. But as we all know, too, the Magic don't like to share information. The Magic are, are very protective of of information when it comes to uh, when it comes to injured players and, and, and their recovery times. They don't ever set timetables for recovery. They don't ever do anything like that. And so we're all in the dark. Um, one of the big questions I get asked is how are how's Jonathan Isaac's recovery? The, my frank answer is always I don't know. Uh, you know, Isaac's not exactly available all the time, uh, and the Magic don't let people know. I, I, I've kind of suspected that the Magic will make a kind of formal announcement um, and have a formal availability with both players, both Isaac and Fultz, if they're ready to go um, before media day. That was their strategy with Fultz before his before his, uh, his return in twenty nine in twenty twenty and the twenty nineteen media day. Um, they. They made Fultz available about a week before, let the media come in, take some video of him shooting around, uh, had all those questions answered. So when they came back for media day, uh, you know, they were asking questions about the team in general and not just about Fultz. And I imagine the strategy will be much the same. Um, we'll probably in a couple of weeks get Jonathan Isaac available, uh, you know, have him talk about his recovery, have him say, oh, I'm, I'm all clear to play. I'm excited to start camp. Get all those questions out of the way so that the, the focus on media day can be about the players and not the mystery of whether these guys are going to play. Isaac, though, was available uh, this weekend. Um, he did speak to the media as part of his seafood festival uh, in association with Jump Ministries to, to benefit Project Life. Um, you know, Isaac, obviously, very philanthropic and, and, and very involved in his church. Um, he, had, he put on this huge event and did speak a little bit about his about his recovery. He told Chris Hayes of the Orlando Sentinel, quote, we'll see. I'm on the court. I'm weaning out of the brace. I'm jumping. I'm finishing around the basket and such. I'm easing my way. I'm getting there. Not exactly saying I am ready to go for training camp, which starts again in three weeks and 21 days. Um, but still some positive signs. And honestly, the most information we've gotten about Jonathan Isaac's recovery uh, at any point, it's good to see he's weaning off his brace. That would probably suggest to me that he feels like his knee is pretty strong and he doesn't need it. Two, it he's saying he's jumping. It's a big step. He's play, finishing and playing around the basket. Probably the missing step at this point is contact. Um, that's probably the only thing that he hasn't done, it sounds like, or, the only, or kind of that last step of his recovery to get the all clear, to actually go out there and play three-on-three, three, play some five-on-five, five, to, to take a bump. Uh, and take a hit around the basket. That's probably the last step in this process. But it's not 100% clear. 
you know, whether he's been cleared to do that and just isn't or isn't revealing that he's doing that, or whether there were some complications in his recovery. He did have a major knee injury, torn ACL, torn meniscus, and all. And, and the Magic certainly, with his injury history and, and certainly the two major injuries to his knees that he's had uh, within less than a year, the Magic, I think, are probably cautious to make sure that everything is structurally fine so that when he does get back on the court, when he is able to play, there is no concern whatsoever about the about his knee or about the structure of his knee. That's my read of the situation. But again, so much of it is vague. So much of it is uncertain. So much of it is unclear. And the thing is, the Magic are going to need Jonathan Isaac. Um you know, we, we talk about it all the time. He's, I, I say it all the time. He's the one player on the, on the team with an elite skill. He's probably one of two players with the most clear star potential. And Jonathan Isaac's going to play a really big role for this Magic team and, and for this team's future. And that's really what is in front of him and what we'll talk about coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick message from our pals at Sweatblock. Look, it is Florida. I live in Florida. You might live in Florida. You might not. But if you come to Florida, you know the humidity is what kills you. Um, it is, it's really hot down here in Florida. You step outside even for just a few moments. You walk around for not even two minutes, and you are covered in sweat. I guarantee you, you will be covered in sweat. And yes, I know it's September. I know it's supposed to be fall. It's still like 80 or 90 degrees out here in Florida. That's, that's just how it is. It's not going to cool down for a little while. And that's why you need to protect yourself. That's why you need to get the best sweat protection you can. And that's why you should check out, check out Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime. Go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. I know this all sounds too good to be true, but you literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. No more worrying about walking in the Florida sun. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Again, that's 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Stat Hero. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? That's about my win rate, 85. That's about my loss rate, 85%. Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time, and probably a little bit more money to spread out their chances um, than you. You don't stand a chance against them. So now let's introduce Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you the li- their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. So literally, you get the chance. You get the chance to see if you can beat the house one on one and make the better lineup. You're in total control here. Stat Hero's DFS the way it was meant to be, one on one. So play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com/lockedon and sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. Again, 
They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Excuse me. Stathero.com slash locked on. Obviously, Jonathan Isaacs is, is a huge issue still remaining for the Orlando Magic to kind of resolve and kind of kind of lay to rest, so to speak. Um, you know, Isaac is such a key player for this team, someone who matters so much for what the Orlando Magic are trying to build and what the Orlando Magic are trying to do. Um, he's an all-defensive team. He's a potential all-defensive team type, ta- type talent. Uh, like I like I say all the time, he's the only player on the team with a, a clearly defined elite skill and. You know, again, along with Jalen Suggs, probably the only player on the roster that still has star that, that has star potential, that, that really does have clear star potential. I mean, there's certainly very talented players on this roster, but Isaac and Suggs are probably the two that are closest to realizing the kind of star that, that a team needs to be successful. Um, getting Isaac back is a, is a big deal, and, and a big part of this season, again, we'll get into goals and stuff, but this season's not about the record. Um, look, would I like to see the Magic win and make a run for the playoffs? Absolutely. But that's not how we're going to judge this season. The season's going to be judged by the growth and progress the team makes. And, and probably at the top of that priority list is Jonathan Isaac playing healthy, getting healthy, playing through the entire course of the season, being a factor for this team, and just getting back to where he was before the injury. They're going to be fits and starts throughout the course of the season. I'm not expecting Jonathan Isaac to play more than 60 games. The, there will be times he will sit out back-to-backs early in the season. He will have a minute restriction early in the season. He will not play full starters minutes. The Magic will need an 11-man rotation. I, I, I have no doubt that they will be playing 11 guys this season, uh, or at, at times this season. And again, there will be injuries throughout the course of the year. I think, I'm sure Isaac will have some little nagging injuries throughout the course of the year too, like Chumo Kiki did last year. The Magic are going to be careful. And yeah, the end of the season, if the Magic are well out of the playoff race... Isaac will probably get shut down at some point, too, um, for a number of reasons. Um, but the, the goal here is to, to, to get Isaac on the floor and, and help him improve. Because, undoubtedly, his future is a big part of this team. You know, one thing that has followed Isaac around, it's a criticism that I had of him during the draft process, it's a criticism that I think a lot of people have of him, is that he recedes into the background of the offense a little too much. Um, that was a problem at Florida State where he was the young guy with a veteran group. His role was to play defense and to and to kind of be that supporting player. That became his role when he came to Orlando. With the Magic in 2019, the for only full season that he's played with the team, he was the fourth or fifth option on offense, and he was just there to defend and be a big body. In fact, at the end of games during the 2019 playoff run, Terrence Ross was on the floor. Terrence Ross was the guy that closed games instead of Isaac. If you're asking why did the Magic sign Alfred Camino, it's because the, the Magic were hoping that Isaac would graduate to that finishing lineup, uh, and the Magic wanted the size to keep playing big, versatile, but big, um, throughout the entire course of the game because that's something that hurt the Magic, especially in Game 4 when uh, when when Isaac was out with foul trouble and Pascal Siakam just victimized Terrence Ross um, the entire, entire time. A lot of that, though, comes from the fact that Isaac just wasn't used very much. Uh, and, you know, again, Isaac's had limited playing time for sure. In 2020, uh, before his first knee injury, saw him kind of take a bigger role in the offense. But Isaac's never topped 20% usage rate. 
Um, if you think of a usage rate, usage rate is essentially uh, who the who the possession ends with. Uh, is it a, uh, the person who? Um, it's about it's a, it's essentially the amount the the ratio of possessions that end in a shot turnover or just the end of a possession essentially who uses the possession. He topped off at 18.3% in 2020. If you think of it this way, in a purely egalitarian offense, everyone gets 20%. 100 divided by 5. Um, Russell Westbrook has eclipsed the 30 and 35% mark. That is very, very high. You typically see your stars up around 30%. Um, so we're not asking for Jonathan Isaac to be up at 30%, but we're asking him to be more involved in the offense. He's never actually even averaged more than 10 field goal attempts per game. He took 9.8 in the 2020 season. And a lot of that was boosted by a stretch of play where both Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic were out, and the Magic had to rely on Isaac a little bit more. Isaac actually had some success there. He had his best best career offensive game, a 25-point effort against the Indiana Pacers, um, in the second game after those injuries in the 2020 season. The one thing that we haven't seen Isaac do is take over offensively, or, or frankly, not even take over, be given even the chance to take over offensively. He's shown hints that he can do it. Um, I still think about a fadeaway jumper that he had against the Philadelphia 76ers as a sign of what he could do. That Indiana game saw a lot of his offense kind of begin to blossom a little bit. The Magic just never, the Magic obviously had older, more experienced players that Isaac tended to defer to, and certainly Steve Clifford did as well. Um, so Isaac's offensive game never really kind of germinated at the NBA level. And so now that Evan Fournier's gone, Nikola Vucevic is gone, Aaron Gordon's gone, Isaac's in line to take a lot of shots. Isaac is not only an important offensive player or defensive player now, he could be he is a very important offensive player and one of, you know uh, this may not be the year to fully discover and fully figure things out but the Magic are going to need Isaac to have games where he takes 20 shots. He's going to have 15, 16 shots available to him now. And the Magic are going to have to coax more offense out of him. It is going to be absolutely key to the team's development and key to the team's growth. Isaac averaged 11.9 points per game in the 2020 season, shooting 47% from the field and 34% from beyond the arc. It was a, it was a career high, obviously, for him but still, uh, still a long way from where the Magic are going to need him to be. He's going to have to be up near 17, 18 points per game and keep his efficiency. Now, obviously, the injury is going to slow things down a little bit. Recovery from injury is priority number one. But Isaac is going to be a key part of the offense. And it's something that he's never had to do before. And really, it's something the Magic have never really explored. But the reality of this roster is the Magic are going to give Isaac the keys to the kingdom. Sure, Jalen Suggs will have plenty of shots. Markel Fultz will have plenty of freedom to run the offense. But Isaac's going to have a big hand in driving that car too. And whenever he's back, he's a big, big, big part of this puzzle. Unfortunately, a big part of this puzzle is just so uncertain. We'll talk more about Isaac's comparables and comparisons and what that means for the Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first, this podcast brought to you by our pals at Rock Auto. Look, you go to the auto part dealer store, you go to the auto part store, it is a maze. Even if you if you don't really know what you're doing or what you're talking about, it can be confusing to figure out if you're getting the right part. And worst of all, you're often getting asked seemingly 
seemingly intimidating questions. And the person behind the counter only can check the parts that are on their computer and in the warehouse that they happen to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You don't need to worry about what the auto parts store has or doesn't have. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can eat from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. We're lively low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Of course, the bigger mystery still remains just how good can Jonathan Isaac be? Uh, you know, I always think back to this, and I do think that there is some truth to this nugget. Um, Rob Hennigan, the Magic's former, former general manager, used to say that by the time a player reaches the end of their rookie contract, you kind of know who they are. Um, you kind of know what their ceiling is or, or what, they're, what they're capable of doing. Obviously, you have to put a money valuation on them. So it, it becomes a lot easier to kind of make that investment and you make that decision for that player in a lot of ways. Um, but with Jonathan Isaac, that is a bit of a bigger challenge because in four seasons, he's only played one complete season. He's really played maybe a season and a half, maybe a season and three quarters of actual NBA basketball uh, in his four years. And so injuries have been such a huge part of the story. It's hard to get a feel for who he actually is. Now, I will sit here and tell you again, Jonathan Isaac to me is the one, is one, the one player on the team with an elite skill. I think he's a potential all-defensive team player. Um, but... Getting back to that level like he was at in 2020, uh, or the 2020 season, is going to be a challenge, um, no doubt. And this year, a lot of this year is going to be trying to figure out, you know, where is Isaac headed? Um, It's almost like he's starting completely over. It's almost like he, along with Markel Fultz, are playing second rookie seasons. I think in some respects, some of the player comparison tools that we have are useful. Um, To me... Jonathan Isaac's ceiling is, is sort of a, a Utah Jazz Andre Karolenko. Um, you may not remember Utah Jazz Andre Karolenko, but he was an all-defensive team player. He was the last wing player, so non-center, to win the Defensive Player of the Year Award. Uh, he was the last non-center... Uh, excuse me, that's not true. Um, he's the last non-center to lead the league in blocks. Um, he was uh, could defend any position, block shots on the perimeter, block shots at the rim, finish at the rim... Go watch some old Andre Kirilenko videos. Jonathan Isaac looks very, very similar to him. Um, but you look at some of the player comparison tools, and they certainly harp on his defense. You know, basketball references player similarity score, ranks Jonathan Isaac very comparable to a Robert Covington. Now, that feels like a low floor for someone of Isaac's talents, uh, but Covington is one of the, at least at his peak, was one of the better defenders in the league. So there, there's something to that. 538's player ratings, which uses wins above replacement player. Uh, matches Isaac with several interesting players, uh, including Kristaps Porzingis, who also is coming off a torn ACL. Porzingis certainly a better scorer than Isaac. Um, his defensive numbers look ba- look about the same as they were before his injury. The eye test would might say otherwise, but there's certainly some hope that if I if Isaac could follow Porzingis's path, he can get back to where he was, um, or maybe a notch below um, before before the injury. Um, and then there's a comparison to Nerlens Noel, another shot blocker. So you see some similar player types, but you can also see kind of the wide range. You got a 
potential star and unicorn in Christoph Porzingis. You got a role player in Erlens Noel. Um, basketball reference compared to, to Nate Williams, a, a defender from the 1970s. Um, it, it's hard to get a pin to pinpoint exactly who Isaac is, and that's you know one of the big mysteries. Now, I was certainly in favor of the Magic giving Isaac the extension that they got him. I think they got him on a good deal, and it was a solid investment for uh, for this team and a young player they believe in. If Isaac comes back fully healthy, he will be under market for the next four years. And that's obviously a very, very good thing. There's still plenty of reason to believe that Isaac will continue to improve and continue to grow and that he will continue to get better. Obviously, the recovery from the injury is priority number one. But Isaac's still just a huge mystery. Um, There's just no getting around it. There's no changing it. There's no fixing that. Jonathan Isaac is one of the biggest mysteries that this Magic team has uh, because, because they haven't seen him play enough. Even in four years, Isaac just hasn't played enough to let us know who he is. And so, yes, I expect Isaac to take a bigger role in the offense. I expect him to be more involved. But we don't really know if that's what he is. And frankly, that is an uncomfortable position to be in, even at this beginning stage of a rebuild with player who's now on a bigger contract. We'll do some more of these player comparisons throughout the course of the week um, as we get get ready for the regular season, get ready for uh, the season to begin. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places and download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at R underscore O-M-D. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Cross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.